From Entrepreneur Media, this is Problem Solvers, a show in which entrepreneurs do what entrepreneurs do best, solve unexpected problems in their business. We were completely wrong. And I'm just like, it's not selling. It was like, we have to start from scratch. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. I was recently on Instagram Live talking about my book, Build for Tomorrow, when someone made this comment. They wrote, don't forget, guys, he's getting paid for this. (laughs) Years ago, a comment like that would have killed me. I was afraid to promote myself or my work because it always felt like begging. So when I did promote myself, I I did it with self-depreciating humor. When I first launched my podcast, for example, I emailed my friends with the subject line, in case you are not sick of my voice. But today I have no problem promoting myself. I talk clients into hiring me for speaking engagements and talk universities into buying hundreds of copies of my book. I am out there. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, you know, I'm telling you the, about the book all the time. And I'm making much more money because I am doing this. So how did I go from one to the other, from someone who was afraid to promote himself to someone who does it with ease? Well, first, I watched how gracefully entrepreneurs promote themselves. There is no fuss, no tap dance. They instead frame their sale as a benefit. They talk about how useful their work is. That concept really started to sink in for me. Useful. I needed to think of my self-promotion as useful. Not to me, but to the people I'm reaching. I know that this is something that other people struggle with. And so today on Problem Solvers, I want to tell you what I have done to solve this problem for myself so that you can go out and more confidently promote everything that you do because it's good stuff and more people need to know about it and they will not know about it unless you tell them. All coming up after the break. Think about a bicycle. It takes balance to get where you want to go. Now think about business. Whatever your business or organization, you ride the line between numbers and people. Just like the bike, it takes balance. C-L-A. CPAs, consultants, and wealth advisors. That's C-L-A. We'll get you there. Clifton Larson Allen LLP. Investment advisory services are offered through Clifton Larson Allen Wealth Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. All right, we're back. So before we get into my advice here, I want to play for you a little clip because this subject came up recently when I was on Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast and he had asked me what people get wrong about entrepreneurs. What is the greatest misconception about entrepreneurs? And uh, it got us into this conversation about self-promotion. So here's a little bit of that. Just because you're selling something doesn't mean that it's bad. In fact, I actually I actually think it's the reverse. What's that? I, I believe the reason my career has gone well is, and that I'm a good salesman and marketer mm-hmm. is, I only sell stuff I believe in. There you go. When I was right. selling Empathy Wines, I just knew it was a better $20 wine, right? When I'm, VaynerMedia is a better agency right. than anybody else could hire. For I really believe that in my soul and it's not delusional because the results have spoken to it. And that's the thing that I said on that thing because I said, look, if you believe that you have created something of great value and it's a value to other people, then it is your responsibility to make sure they know about it and have access to it and use it. Okay, so that's what I was talking about with Gary. Now, 
let me pick up on what I was saying before the break, which is that I needed to think of my self-promotion as useful, not to me, but to the people I'm reaching. That realization ultimately led me to be able to say the thing that I just said to Gary, that it is your responsibility to tell people about something. Okay. So look, once I first discovered this insight about usefulness, I ran a little experiment. I get many connection requests on LinkedIn, primarily from strangers. And for a while, I had no idea what to do with these people. But then I tried something. I accepted everyone all at once, hundreds of them. Then I personally sent them all the same short message. It went like this. Hey, thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I'm guessing you're already aware of Entrepreneur Magazine, so I wanted to make you aware of a few other related resources that might be interesting to you. On to tell them about my podcasts and my personal newsletter. The response was immediate and enlightening. Thank you so much. Love this, one person wrote. Jason, this is awesome. Can't wait to check it all out, wrote another. <laughs> one guy quickly listened to multiple episodes of my show, then wrote a thoughtful note about them. <laughs> I mean, it was it was crazy. Another listened, reached out for advice on building his own podcast, and we discovered a potential partnership for both our brands. I had worried that self-promotion was a burden, but now here were people literally thanking me for doing it and offering new opportunities. I started laughing out loud. <laughs> Literally, it was so nuts. I still do this. I still send a message like that on LinkedIn to everyone who connects with me. I mean, self-promotion, go look me up on LinkedIn and connect with me. Although years later, I've evolved the message that I send. It now promotes the book. I've also learned something big and important. And this is what I told that guy on Instagram Live when he made that comment about how I was selling. I said, look, if you create or do something useful to other people and you believe it can help them, then it is your responsibility to tell them about it. Just like I said on Gary's show, because you are giving them something of value. I don't care if you have a company, make a product, or if you wrote something that people should read. Maybe you're just talking yourself up at a network event. Maybe you're at a party and meet someone who you think you can help. When you think of promotion as a gift, as a thing you do to help others gain access to your greatness, then promotion isn't awkward. It's also not something to be scared of or embarrassed about. It requires no hesitation. Just the other day, in fact, I was in a bookstore signing copies of my book. Again, it's called Build for Tomorrow. A customer started looking at the book, but clearly felt shy asking me about it. So I, I turned to him and I said, if you buy it now, I can sign it for you. He told me that his girlfriend is going through a career change and asked if the book could help her. Absolutely, I said. So he called his girlfriend over and we talked for five minutes about what she's doing. And I explained some of the relevant lessons from the book and she was sold. And she thanked me. And that is nothing to apologize for. Now let's go a step further. When my book first came out, I got that book cover on a Times Square billboard. It wasn't something that I paid for. NASDAQ put it up themselves. And how did I do that? Well, it comes out of the very same mentality that I was just talking about. So we're going to get into that and how you can play a long relationship-based but self-promotional game and win. Coming up after the break. This episode of Problem Solvers is being presented by State Farm. Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you are all alone, especially when things aren't going great. Well, 
The folks at State Farm want you to know that you are not alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you've worked so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com slash business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back. So now, how did I get my book on a Times Square billboard? The answer is it was years in the making and a lesson in why every yes counts. So here it goes. Back right after my book came out, Build for Tomorrow, I walked into Times Square and stood in front of the iconic NASDAQ billboard. It was a strange feeling knowing what I knew. At exactly 425, my book cover would appear there. So I waited and paced, and then someone from NASDAQ came out to greet me, and then a NASDAQ photographer arrived. And at 425, my book was there. We snapped photos, and then I ran around high-fiving tourists until my moment in the spotlight was up. I made a TikTok about it. You can find it online. Anyway, ever since, people have been asking me, how did you do that? So many of our authors try to do this without succeeding, my PR team wrote me. So how did I pull it off? Well, here's my answer. Because I operate on two guiding principles. The first one is say yes as often as possible. When I was in college, I was a snotty punk kid who often accused his once favorite bands of selling out. That usually meant the band signed a big record deal and went on an awesome tour. You know, In other words, they made money, where in my view, they abandoned the smallness that made them cool. Then I fell in love with the work of writer Dave Eggers. A Harvard Crimson reporter once accused him of selling out, and he responded with an epic rant that when I read it in college, it just completely changed changed how I think. Here is part of that essay is the part that just slammed me in the face. So here's what he wrote. He wrote, the thing is, I really like saying yes. I like new things, projects, plans, getting people together and doing something, trying something, even when it's corny or stupid. I am not good at saying no. And I do not get along with people who say no. When you die, and it really could be this afternoon, you will not be happy about having said no. You will be kicking your ass about all the no's you've said. No to that opportunity, or no to that trip to Nova Scotia, or no to that night out, or no to that project, or no to that person who wants to be naked with you, but you worry about what your friends will say. No is for wimps. No is for pussies. No is to live small and embittered, cherishing the opportunities you missed because they might have sent the wrong message. Okay, so I read that from Dave Eggers and I thought, he is right. Then slowly over time, I stopped judging others for saying yes and gave myself the freedom to do it too and then started applying the philosophy of yes to almost everything else. That set me up for the life I have now. I say yes to opportunities, to adventures, to meeting new people. I have built a wide a almost absurdly random network of people. I do it because it makes me happy, but also, let's be honest, it's also helpful. I like to help them and they like helping me, which I guess brings me to self-promotion. So here is the second tenet I live by. Relationships are better than transactions. Sometimes when you ask for something, you will get it. You might reach out to a stranger asking them to look at a thing you made. Maybe the stranger will like it and support you, but the chances are low. Strangers have little incentive to look at your thing. Their time is better spent with those they're invested in. And also, if you only contact your friends when you need something from them, they will start to become strangers to you. But here's the thing. When you say yes all the time, 
you start building more relationships. Those relationships add value to your life, even if you don't have a favor to ask. The relationships will provide an exchange of ideas and experiences. And then, yes, when you need something, you have a better chance of getting help. That is why I will say yes to things and then wait years before I ask anything in return. You could call it a long game, that's fair, but I like to think of it as building friendly momentum. Good things take time and the greatest opportunities are years in the making, which brings us to Times Square. Back in the early days of the pandemic, someone from NASDAQ asked for my help. They were putting together a virtual conference and hoped that I would develop a session for them. And that may sound cool, but don't forget, back then, everyone was hosting these conferences. It was never clear how many people would tune in or whether it would be time well spent, and nobody paid anything. I was getting a lot of requests like that, and with my two kids stuck at home, I was stretched thin and struggling. Sometimes I'd do a virtual event and like 10 people would watch. I could never tell what was worth my time. So, would I do this event for NASDAQ? I never hesitated. Of course I would. Hopefully, lots of people would show up, but I figured that's really beside the point. I was just happy to say yes to NASDAQ. As I recall, the event was a lot of fun, and as a thank you, NASDAQ put my face up on their billboard. That was awesome, but you know, it also left me feeling a little empty. After all, those were the deep days of COVID. Nobody was in Times Square, and I had temporarily relocated to Colorado at the time, so I wasn't even around to see it myself. Still, this was a nice relationship. We stayed in touch, lots of emails over the years. And if this person asked me for something, I was always responsive. In the meantime, I started writing a book and I had an idea of what I was going to eventually do. So roughly six months ago, as I began preparing for the promotion of that book, I did it. I dropped that NASDAQ contact a line and I asked for my self-promotional favor. Could they put my book cover up there on that billboard? It took a lot of follow-ups, as my PR team said. NASDAQ gets asked this all the time. But lucky for me, years after I first said yes to them, they said yes to me. And I got the photo that everyone wants. So here is the question for you now. What are you doing today? And who are you connecting with today that will lead to an amazing opportunity in many tomorrows? You may not know the answer. So just start saying yes and give yourself permission to promote that thing that is so good, you have a responsibility to tell everyone about and to use every avenue you have to tell them. So that's the episode for today. And uh, one more piece of self-promotion while we're at it, which is that this episode is actually a compilation of two pieces that I wrote for my newsletter, which comes out every week. And it is always full of advice for how you can build a better tomorrow for yourself. You can find it by going to jasonpfeiffer.com slash newsletter. Again, jasonpfeiffer.com slash newsletter. And that's our episode. I would love to hear what you think and maybe even about a problem that you solved. You can find me at my website, jasonpfeiffer.com. J-A-S-O-N-F-E-I-F-E-R.com. Also, I have some more useful stuff for you. I write a newsletter about how to future-proof yourself and become more adaptable and optimistic. I would love for you to sign up. It is at jasonpfeiffer.bulletin.com. Also, check out my other podcast. It's called Build for Tomorrow. In each episode, I take on some belief that we have that holds us back from progress and show you why it is not as bad as you think. 
Problem Solvers is a production of Entrepreneur Media and comes out every Monday morning, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Thanks to Deepa Shah for production. My name is Jason Pfeiffer. See you next week.